Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. This is Misty Jane, and you're listening to Backroom Beauty Talks, a real, raw, and unedited podcast that helps uplift the hair industry one stylist at a time. Hello, friends. Today, I am chatting with my friend Jordan, Jordan Paints Hair, if you want to find her on Instagram. She is a very close friend of mine, and um, I've had her on before. She is the first time I've had um, a guest on twice. I love talking with Jordan because her and I a lot of times are in a very similar situation, so um, we kind of mentor each other uh, unofficially. And today, we're talking about becoming an educator from being a stylist um, behind the chair. I wanted to dive into this topic a little bit because I know that a lot of my listeners are um, very successful hair stylists and want to branch out into education of some kind, whether it be coaching or, um, you know, teaching in person, whatever. Um, So I just wanted to talk about it a little bit because I think that there's some things that are not discussed quite as openly. And so that is what this episode is all about. Enjoy. Hi, Jordan. Hi. You know, you're my first um, guest that I've had on twice. (laughs) I feel like we should make this just like every season you have to be on. (laughs) We talk all the time anyway, right? So you might as well just record it. We might as well let other people hear our conversations. <laughs> um, so how are you? How was your holiday? It was okay. It was, it was good. Um, we had to quarantine. I had a client come in, had COVID. We had to shut down, which is fine. But um, yeah, so we you know, saw our parents through the window and opened our Christmas presents in the window and said hi. They kind of dropped off food, but I mean, we're fine. Everybody's fine. So just, you yeah. know, a nice end to 2020, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like, this is no different than the rest of the year. So right. it it's been nice just being home. Texas doesn't know what it's doing with its weather. It's like cold at night and then it gets like 65 during the day. And then like, it's supposed to like Late in two days like I just don't even know what's going on it <laughs> just can't keep up again 2020 um well we'll be yeah. I will be releasing this in 2021 so let's talk a little bit about 2020 and the transitions that have happened um you're a busy yeah. stylist behind the chair but you're mm-hmm. moving into education which you've kind of been doing for some time but you're really jumping right in um this year so how how's that going for you it's going well, I feel like um, 
I'm kind of in this weird in-between stage of, like you said, working behind the chair and having this other business and being super busy with both. So I just had to make the decision that if I really want to move forward with education, I'm going to have to take a step back um, from behind the chair. So I will be working less and um, I stopped taking new clients, which I did that a few years ago. It was the worst thing I could have ever done for my business. I did it for about two years. Agreed. Done it. Uh, I did that too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, but now it just makes more sense. Although I have to tell you all the new clients that I've had in the last year and a half have been like my favorite people. Like I just adore them. Um, the power of marketing, right? Just getting your target market in your chair. And so it kind of makes me sad, but I just keep telling myself, I'm going to do plenty of classes, plenty of models, plenty of videos. I'm still going to meet new people, get my hands on some new hair. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I just sent out an email to a lot of my clients explaining that I was taking a step back. Um, and I don't think that they really understand yet. Like what that they don't, even though I wrote it out for them, but <laughs> yeah, no, they <laughs> Well, so for those listening, um, and if you are in a place where you're thinking about education, I know that I think, and I, Jordan, I think that you can agree with me. When we first started this journey, we thought that we could just like do it on a Monday on our day off. Like, mm -hmm. oh, well, we're just teaching what we already know. It's, it is what it is. It's the same as talking to somebody behind the chair, like, you know, um, but that's not the case. It is an entire different business. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it's, I mean, I stopped doing hair completely to pursue it without making money yet. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> what would you say is like the different, like, what did you think it was going to look like and what is it actually looking like? So I do think that if I were just doing in-person classes, I could work four days a week travel every so often and not really change much. Mm -hmm. um, still a mm -hmm. lot of work creating the curriculum, you know, doing all of that. Um, but it's the coaching that really did it for me. And I wasn't planning on coaching. I mean, right. I had, I had no plan and somebody asked me, um, you know, if I could, if I could coach them and I was like, sure, let's try it. Let's see how it goes. And I really enjoyed helping people on a deeper level. I did not know how much work it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And so that's what was different than what I thought to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm working six days a week again between being behind the chair and employee, um, being behind the chair. I mean, even like all the new things refigure, figuring out all over again, like color stock, like Alyssa's doing awesome by herself behind the chair and I get there I'm like fuck there's no five in like what the hell you know like what's you know so just figuring everything out again but I didn't see it coaching making me as busy as it has and yeah it's a it really is a separate business so yeah you can't just keep living life like normal and just like sprinkle it on top like you think you're going to right well I I think that we've I know for me I forgot about especially coaching, it's an energy exchange, just like it is when we have a client in our chair. And that mm -hmm. shit's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, two conversations, 
hour long conversations coaching, I'm ready to take a nap. And that's not including mm -hmm. all of the marketing that has to go into it because you think that people know mm -hmm. what you've got going on, but unless you're talking about it every day, people have no idea. <laughs> you know? And for anybody that's listening, definitely don't take that as a bad thing because it is exhausting. But the way that I look at it, a mentor of mine told me this not too long ago, because after like an in-person class, I am depleted, like a level of exhaustion that I didn't know was possible. Mm -hmm. um, same thing with coaching. And he's like, well, because you're, if you're giving everything you're supposed to give. Right. And if you weren't, you wouldn't be exhausted. And so right. that's a good thing. So it's not like, oh my gosh, these people are draining me. Right. But if Definitely. you're genuinely yeah. like just help, you're just giving, 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 giving. And then by the time it's done, you're just like, oh, wow. Like, I can't imagine how Elizabeth feels after her love retreat. Like after like one class, I'm like, what? Like, well, I, I feel like you're on a high, you know, like you're on a, you're on a high from, you know, just, you're a little nervous every call, like it's just natural. I mean, I get a little nervous every podcast, you know, and, and then you, you go through it, you give all your energy and then you're, you're so happy at the end because you feel like, you know, you have these endorphins, like you made somebody feel good. You help somebody. Um, and then you're tired. <laughs> and then you're just ready for a nap. <laughs> um, so you decided to go into coaching because, so in a way where you, your hand was kind of forced, do you feel? Yes and no. Glad, I mean, but you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was just like, sure, like I'll try this, but that wasn't part of the plan. It was just in-person education. Um, and then being able to help somebody on a deeper level other than just hair color was just very satisfying. And I mean, the whole reason why I got into teaching was because I used to be miserable in my career, working 70 hours a week, not making much money, burnout, sick all the time, started hating doing hair, started resenting clients, like just in a terrible place. So I started getting into a lot of education and I did get into coaching, but what led me into that was hair color. Right. So that's really why I enjoyed teaching hair color. Cause for me, that's all where it started. It like perfecting my craft and diving deep in that just open other doors to realize, okay, now I need a coaching. Now, now I need coaching. Now I need business. I need, you know, they just kind of opened the door for me. But, um, I'm well, at the end of the day, I mean, if you look at every coach that's out there or every educator that's out there, it's their story. They're just telling their story to different people, you know? And, and if, if you're listening and you, want to be an educator, but you don't know what direction you want to go, what is your story? Sit down and think about mm -hmm. it. Like, you know, what, why are you where you are? What, what were the struggles? What did you do to change them? Um, you know, write it down, really like dive deep into it and you'll find what you need to educate people on. Cause I mean, I feel like we both did that. Yeah. And I think also just keeping an open mind, knowing that I'm glad that I, I mean, at first I was doing shadow days and then I had the one-on-one -on -one calls, like just all these offerings. And I'm glad that I did because now I know what I enjoy and I don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. But when I first started thinking about educating, there was in my mind, I didn't think that I wouldn't enjoy something. I just thought, Oh, like I'm going to like it all. Yes. And so I think it's all 
important to have an open mind if you do something and you don't like it or if you have a class and it didn't go very well maybe in-person classes aren't your jam you know like it's going to evolve and change just like everything else in your life when you start just like your hair career um it's going to change and so that's exactly what happened for me i went into it thinking just hair color got a coaching client really enjoyed being able to help somebody on that deeper level um and then just connecting with other people on instagram and hearing always asking questions like the pain points in their business what's going on and just realizing i just want to give and help people have the freedom that i feel and the success that i feel which for me is working the schedule that i want to work doing the hair that i want to do doing it for clients that i enjoy not putting up with you know resentful clients um just all of those things that I know a lot of people still struggle with. I am so passionate about like, no girl, like I know that you're listening to me right now and thinking she doesn't know me. She doesn't know my business. Like I can't do this. And I'm like, I know because I was there and it wasn't that long ago for me. It wasn't 10 years ago. This was just like four years ago. I'm like, I get it. I know where you're at and you can, I'm just, I'm really passionate about, I love coaching everybody, but it really is funny how the younger girls that I talk to, um, are a lot different. They have a lot mindset. Like if you've been doing hair for five years and under, most of the girls are like, well, yeah, that's never been an issue for me. I've always just offered the services that I've wanted to do where I feel like it's us, like the 10 plus years people that we just had this mindset of what our bosses or the salons that we worked at, like doing everything, taking everything, hustling, coming in early, staying in like that mentality that's been like brainwashed us trying to break that. So I'm really passionate about helping stylists in general, but really the seasoned stylist, because those are the girls and the women that I'm like in the men that have that same toxic client that they've had for eight years. And I'm like, I know you think you can't do this. We can do this. We can get rid of this person. I know you think you can never raise your prices. You've been doing this so long. How could you ever start doing balayage? Karen's going to flip the fuck out. But I'm like, I can help you do this, you know? Yeah, it's so true. I will. I mean, the newer generation is growing up with Instagram. You know, they're growing mm -hmm. up seeing that you can niche down, seeing that you can start your career and only do this one thing. We didn't grow up with that mess, like in the, in the industry. Like, yeah, you, you do who you do everybody because that's how you're going to get busy and that's how you're going to make money. Um, and yeah, I mean, it took me 14 years to find my passion for it. I, I can honestly say the first 14 years of my career, I just did it because that's what I did. You know what I mean? Like I didn't yeah. love it. Like it, it was just, yeah, it just wasn't my, it was like just what I did. I was just a hairstylist and I, I didn't want my own business. I didn't want to go independent because I just wanted to walk in, do some hair and, and make some money. And I was okay with that. And, but then once I found, oh my God, I can make this something that I love. Not only did I go out on my own and create the, you know, the, um, schedule that I wanted, but I was, ma I made more money working 29 hours a week than I made in my whole 14 years prior to that. And I didn't know that was possible. 10 years in, you know? Yeah. A lot of the, um, a lot of what boils down, like talking to other hairstylists and getting feedback on like things they struggle with in their business. A lot of 
what it boils down to is fear. Yeah. If I do this, this is going to happen. If I raise my prices, this is going to happen. If I do, you know what I mean? It all, it all boils down to fear and it's still scary making those changes. It's not that it's not, it just gets easier every time. Right. Let's tie that into education a little bit because, you know, going from behind the chair to wanting to help uplift the industry, um, there's a shit ton of fear involved in that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the imposter syndrome is real. I was just telling my husband last night, you know, I'm working on this course for my coaching group. And every once in a while, I'll be like, maybe I'm not qualified to teach this. Maybe I don't know enough about this. And I'm like, and then I just have to go, Jordan, you have made a lot of money working a lot less being very happy. Mm -hmm. I think you're qualified. I think I could teach this. I just have to be like, okay, I've done this so I can help teach this. But no, I mean, there's, there's always a ton. Maybe I'm not qualified enough. Maybe I'm not smart enough. You know, maybe I don't have good stuff to say. I mean, I'm sure you feel that way sometimes. Oh, all the time, all the time. Launch week is the worst. You know, you put all the work in, you get excited. I mean, this, my second launch just happened and, um, I was pumped. I was like, this is going to be the best launch. I'm not going to be all depressed at this time, blah, blah, blah. It was depressing. I don't know what happens in your brain during like launch week. I talked to, um, Lindsay Smith from independent beauty pros yesterday. And she was saying, I really liked what she said is just like, like you're putting yourself out there at that point. You know what I mean? Like you work hard, but you're working hard behind the scenes. When you like throw it out online, you're like, here I am. You know what I mean? Like, do you want me basically? And it is fucking terrifying and it is scary. And I cry more during, (laughs) during launch week than I ever do. And it's so funny because people are always like, you seem so confident and like, blah, blah. And I'm like, I am like curled up in a ball on the couch, (laughs) (laughs) but thank you. (laughs) You know, and it's, and it's not even a fake it till you make it. It's a, Mm -hmm. it's a consistently show up, even if it's for two seconds a day you know, to show that what you're creating is worth it and you do care about it. And that doesn't mean that you're like, oh, I'm so confident. I know everything. You know, I'm, I'm the expert, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're not secretly terrified. You know, I, I think that some, a stylist looking to become an educator, they look at it like, oh, well, she's so much better than me. She's so confident. I guarantee those big educators that those people are looking at feel the same fucking way on launch week. I guarantee it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're just human. And it's, I think it's going back to what you're saying about, um, how you're feeling and that it's not faking it till you make it. It's just about stepping into your power. And it really is just like having to just ground yourself real quick and just go, I can do this. And it doesn't mean that I'm being arrogant or cocky or whatever. It's because I'm going to help so many people. Like I need to, I am qualified and I need to do this. I, I am successful. I have lived this life. Um, just stepping into your power, you know? Yep. Yep. And then, I mean, and just re, um, what is the word I'm trying to say? Refocusing your fear. I think, you know, like, I don't know about you, but I always do the, um, what is the worst thing that could happen? Like I ask myself that, you mm-hmm. know, 
And, and usually what is the worst thing that happened? Nobody buys it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, you try again or don't, yeah. you know, like what, whatever, like, like that's not going to kill me. It's not going to burn my house down. It's not going to, you know, I mean, even quitting behind the chair, like worst thing that could happen is I go back behind the chair and exactly that story in our head that like, well, people are going to think we're failures and people are going to think this or that. First of all, who gives a fuck what people think? Second of all, people aren't mm-hmm. thinking about us that much. Like they don't care well, as much as we think care. they care. <laughs> well, everybody thinks that everybody's watching every little thing on your Instagram, every little story. People ain't paying that much attention. Exactly. And the ones that are, are the ones that are buying your program. Right. Exactly. Exactly. They're the people that you want. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about followers for a minute then. Let's get into that because that's, you know, the new thing is, well, I feel like it, it's getting away from how many followers you have to a certain extent, but um, followers don't mean a whole lot. No, not at all. I mean, um, I talk about this all the time with people. Uh, one of the questions I asked the other day, you know, what do you, what do you guys want to hear more of? And a lot of people are like, how do I gain more followers? And I'm like, okay, well, let's think about this. What is the reason... For these followers because I mean yeah if you want a brand sponsorship which hey if you get a brand sponsorship that's really cool I don't know how much money that's making you maybe you're getting some free product but like if you can't sit in my chair and you can't take my class you're probably not interacting with me on Instagram and it's really actually bad for your account if you have a ton of followers and they're not interacting with your Instagram, it's actually really bad for your account. Instagram right. won't put your account out as much for people to see. But I'm like, if, if they can't take your class, like, you know, when one girl was like, I only have 300 followers. I'm like, well, honey, can you do 300 heads of hair? You right. can't. That's way more clients than you even need. I think you're doing great, you know? Yep. I saw a reel the other day and it was such perspective because it was like, you know, you, you get upset about 30 likes, but if 30 people walked into your store or your salon at the same time, you would be overwhelmed, you know? Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. I never thought about it like that. Never thought about it's it like just that. Just the valid. Right. Validation. The validation that we've like. We're in this business because we like to be validated. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I think realize- about it. Yes. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I love me some validation. I'm not saying that at all, right? But I right. think when we realize the only person that can actually give us validation is ourselves. It's not our wives, it's not our husbands, it's not our clients, it's not behind a chair, it's not any, I mean, when we realize like we are the only ones that can really give that to ourselves, I think there's a lot of freedom in and I and, I, and I think a lot of the anxiety kind of goes away. I still like the validation. I still get excited if I get a bunch of likes, like I'm human, you know what I mean? But I think reeling that back in and just trying to give yourself the validation helps so much in that area. And when you're starting off educating, you know this, because we started this at the same time. Everyone's like, well, I feel stupid because, you know, no one's saying anything back. I'm like, I still post stuff sometimes and nobody says something back and I just don't give a fuck anymore. Right. I mean, in the beginning, it is crickets. You have to train people to see that you're an educator now and to start, you know, you just got to keep putting it out there, putting it out there. And this is the long game, especially with independent education. I mean, you could absolutely go work for a brand. They will put your name out there. They're going to start 
you know, send you traveling, send you um, to go, go get all your training. And that's really great too. But if you're trying to be an independent educator, girlfriend, you just got to keep on keeping on. Yep. That's all it is. It's the long game and it's the consistency that you were talking about. And it doesn't happen overnight. And it doesn't, I, I think that you think because people are interacting with your hair pictures as a stylist, that they're going to want to purchase education from you. And that's not always the case. They like your hair pictures or they like your free stuff or whatever, you know, you're saying for free, but that doesn't necessarily mean they trust you enough to pull out, you know, their card and hand you money, you know? So it's, and it's a lot of work to build that trust and be authentic, you know, to, to build the trust as well. Yeah. And part of building that trust is just showing up all the time. So just being consistent on social media. And what I mean by consistent is whatever is doable for you. So when I'm people and if they don't post on social media at all, I'm like, we're not going to go into this next week saying that you're going to post on your stories every day and you're going to post every single day. Like that's just not doable. So even as an educator, obviously the more that you post, the more helpful it is. But the most important thing than that is just being consistent. So for you, that's posting three times a week and maybe showing up on your stories every day. That's where you, that's where you need to be. Right. Exactly. So talk to me a little bit about transitioning from talking to your clients behind the chair to now talking to stylists. Like, did you feel like so, that was, cause you kind of started that early in the, in the game. Mm-hmm. So I started, I actually started that a little bit earlier than um, even because you and I did all this about the same time. And I even started that probably a year before you and I did that. And it wasn't intentional. It was only because everybody else was posting formulas. So I thought I would post my formula on my hair photo. Right. Even though I can't educate, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's really going back. I had to kind of branding and marketing class that I teach hairstylist to get clients, I kind of had to redo that for myself because again, finding a new market, that was a big thing for me is realizing I didn't get joy out of teaching everybody. Right. Which sounds really weird. Well, you didn't want to just teach all stylists. You wanted to teach a very specific stylist. Right. So I found when I was doing classes that were a lot um, more inexpensive a lot of people that were there were maybe some of them were really there and really excited. And some were there maybe because the salon wanted them to be there or because their friend was going and they weren't very open or excited or really um, involved. They didn't, it was very apparent that they probably weren't going to implement any of the things I was teaching them. Right. And after the class, I was so confused on like why I was feeling some kind of way. And then again, after talking to a good friend, um, just realizing, oh, I need to have a target market too. Like even me teaching, I'm not here to teach every, there's somebody for everybody. Exactly. I'm going to best help this certain girl, boy, whoever, um, that has certain wants and needs And in return, I'm going to enjoy that because it's all about, I mean, again, going back to being successful is just being happy in all areas, what you're getting, what you're getting paid, when you're working, how you're working and who you're working with. And so 
um, that was a big revelation for me with teaching was just going, okay, I just thought I would just teach any hairstylist, whatever. And I didn't get joy out of the hairstylist that didn't care, that wasn't excited to be there, you know? Right. And so that's when I realized at first I also had my classes pretty cheap because I'm starting out and I need to get people in. But that right there, I think you kind of helped me come to that realization where I was like, okay, the person that I am going to work best with is going to be the person that's a little bit more serious about what they're doing. And that person's going to be paying a little bit more money. Exactly. Their money and you know what I mean? Because anyone's going to shell out 50 to to $100, you know, just not even think about it. But you want the person that's actually going to implement and listen and pay attention. And, you know, and that, that costs a little more, you know, and you don't want a class with 100 people, right? I mean, you want a smaller, intimate mm-hmm. class. So, yeah, you know. I mean, quality or um, quantity. Right. I, I would rather work with in the class that I'm like, that are really soaking it in and really like, man, this was great, Jordan. Like this has helped me so much versus like a ton of people at a lower ticket price that just were like, yeah, this was cool. Like, and I'm like, you know how long it took me to figure out this fucking root shadow angle that I'm showing you? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, think about it. Okay. The lower, the lower ticket classes are like the, the quick root touch-ups, right? You know, dragging on like I mean like I said there's somebody for everybody just like oh super, agreed I don't rag on super cuts everyone's like you know clients sometimes will be like oh my gosh can you believe could you imagine and I'm like hey everybody on this world needs their haircut right nope I agree you know what I mean and it's coming to that realization what you're asking about re like how do you start speaking to other hairstylists it was that thing I had to I had to give myself my own class again and be like okay who's my target market who is she like who's who's this hairstylist that I'm trying to help like what does she need help with like how do I need to talk to her right and I think it evolves too you know it's like even with my um, money coaching like I felt like I knew who I was talking Mm -hmm. to and like now in the second round I'm seeing who I'm talking to like it it almost is starting to present itself like you know Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm talking to that person that is successful, that, that just isn't, you know, getting their money right. And you know what I mean? Like where I just thought, well, any hairstylist and it's like, no, some people don't care yet, you know? And it's like, I can't talk to the people that don't care yet because then I'm going to be talking to myself, you know? So I I think that, um, as you go along, it, it almost starts to, um, evolve naturally, you know, Mm -hmm. and we kind of can't force it. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's why I I would tell anybody looking to get into education, the same thing that I tell the people that I coach. And I know it sounds so cliche, but that's why I'm like, the most important thing is that you just have to start because it is going to evolve. So if you're waiting on, if, if you're waiting on your ducks to be in a row before you start educating, that's not going to be the case. And even if they are three months later, you're going to change all of it. Like it's always going to, and change so that's why getting started is just the most important thing because things are not going to ever be how they were just a few months prior right yep I agree a hundred percent and I mean we you can put it off all day long well I'm going to wait until I'm more confident well how do you become more confident in something you actually do it right you're never going to be confident the first time Mm -hmm. you know and and I think that especially with education You've got to kind of self-reflect a little bit, like anything, you know, what do I need to work on? You know, what am am I coming from ego? 
you know, cause that's very easy to do too is, well, I want what I want everyone that I'm helping to do what I did. And then you realize, wait a minute, that's actually my ego. Like I want to help them feel how I feel, not do exactly right. what I do, but feel how I feel. And that was a huge one for me as well. Yeah. Yes. Cause it's going to be for everybody. Yeah. Um, that's a recent, I mean, cause we're both so new to this. So that's a recent realization for me too is, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's definitely like an outline of like things that people need to know. You know what I mean? Right. Like as a basis. Right. But then also like everything in my course, I give like, I, you can do option A or option B. I do this option, but I also realize that might not work for everybody. Right. So here's something else that would probably also work that might fit your personality in the way that you work a little bit better. Right. Well, and if, if, you know, somebody's trying to do something that they don't enjoy doing or, or that doesn't work for their life, they're going to stop, you know? So it, I think in any coaching aspect or any learning experience, you have to figure out what's going to work for you so that you don't give up on it, you know, which, mm -hmm. which is, can be hard to figure out too. <laughs> I think so. Tell me how you feel about this. I think that um, another hard thing that I wasn't expecting is when you really want to help somebody in your in this one thing. If they would just implement this one thing, it would help them so much. Right. But you can't do it for them. Right. And then, like a month later, you're like, "Hey, girlfriend, like, how, how's it going in this area?" that that's kind of hard for me too is just like unless people are ready to change and ready to implement things they're not going to right which is fine you've got to do it at their own pace but that was a lot harder for me because I just want to I'm trying to get better about um not forcing like I just want to help right so I'm always going to give like little tidbits little this that you know what I mean um, the transformation is in the action. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could talk to somebody for hours and hours and hours and hours, but unless they're going to walk away from our call or our class or whatever, and, you know, go home or go in the salon and actually do it, nothing is going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, when you buy a ticket to any class, it's not an automatic, here you go, you know, here's the answer. Well, uh, no, it is the, here's the answer, but you know, action is involved in it. Just like learning a new technique. You're not going to go to a class, learn a new technique and do it perfectly like the educator every single time, you know, at the first month, like you've got to practice and, and it, you've got to take action and, and, you know, learn it. And then, you know, then it's awesome. <laughs> if that makes sense. That was a little harder than I thought that it would be. My um, counselor, we were talking about something very similar recently, and she was like, sometimes you just have to plant the seed. You know, sometimes something that you say is going to take somebody a while to actually think about and understand. So sometimes you just plant the seed, you say that one thing, and then maybe a week later they go, oh, I get what she means now. And I loved that. And that's helped a lot with my, with my coaching as well Is like, I'm not going to get off of a call and go, oh my God, like they're not going to get off and go, my life has changed in this one hour. You know, they're going to go and they're going to think about the things 
and they're going to, you know, look at what they're doing differently. And then that is when, you know, they're going to have more aha moments so that it's been Mm -hmm. a shift. That's for sure. Hair, you do the hair, they walk out, they're happy, they hand you money. Like, you know, coaching's not the same situation or educating. Exactly. Exactly. Well, what would be one thing that you would say to the stylist that is ready to branch into education, whether any kind of education, coaching, whatever, what is the one thing you would say to them? Um, figure out who you're talking to. Yeah. Just, and just start, start. start, just, yeah, just start, which I know I always say that, but just start and just figure out who it is that you're talking to. Are you, you know, are you really passionate about the brand new stylist? that needs help from the ground up? Are you really passionate about the seasoned stylist that needs help in this area? Are you really passionate about the person that really wants to transform their business from doing regular highlights, wants to do balayage? She's booked with her regular highlights. How do you help her? Just really think about who it is that you are wanting to serve and then just get started with it. And to change your, to change your Instagram, stop, um, you know, not that you can't do anything for clients on your Instagram, but, um, I find that a lot of people, educators are not just what they see other people posting. Right. And so, you know, you've got to change it to where you're talking to hairstylist. Well, and that person that you're talking about, that's who you need to talk to. Yeah, exactly. And I think you can transition. I mean, I feel like I did where you're talking to kind of both, you know, and when I left behind the chair, well, it's funny when I left behind the chair, my clients said they weren't surprised because they could tell from my social media that, that Mm -hmm. they could see the switch slowly, Mm -hmm. you know, which I thought Mm -hmm. was really interesting. Jordan, I cannot wait to talk to you again next season and see how far this has gone. This is going to be airing um, in probably January, February. Is there anything that you would like to talk about? What do you got coming up? Uh, I, well, my program's launching. That's what Next. I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? No. Uh, <laughs> this airs, I will be starting with my first group of girls, which I'm so excited. Um, the one-on-one is great, but from the coaching that I've done, which I've been in a few programs with you, the community aspect is just what really makes it. So I'm really excited for them for that because they don't even know it yet. Right. Right. Well, cool. Where can people find you? Um, they can find me on my Instagram, Jordan Paints Hair, my website. Um, as for now, I mean, have you heard all that? craziness about the terms of service uh, your website can't be your handle anymore unless instagram approves it so my website is jordanpaintshair.com oh i didn't so know hopefully that it will be jordanpaintshair.com. we'll see maybe if it changes i'll change it in the show notes um on the on the podcast if it changes mm-hmm. by then i'll have to look into that mm-hmm. all right jordan thank you i'll see you soon thank you bye <laughs> Once again, thank you so much for listening to Backroom Beauty Talks. If you enjoyed this podcast, you know what to do. Go ahead and give it a share. Um, Go ahead and tag me, write a review, 
anything that you wish. It's all appreciated and every bit of it is seen. So thank you so much and I will talk to you on the next one.